Wednesday. It's high noon, everybody. High noon on a Wednesday, December 2nd. You just unplugged me. December 2nd, 2015. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on mutinyradio.fm. And uh, it's the AltaCast. Yay! Uh, so thank you guys for being here. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm here every Wednesday from high noon to 2 p.m. Uh, we're going through the comedy festival uh, submissions. Hell yeah, we are. This is going to be the last week we're going to do this here on the AltaCast brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. The best tink in the biz, bar none. If you have not tried it, go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Go to tryalta.com. All right, so you guys are listening to the AltaCast. We are training today, and we are hanging out with my co-host, as always, the lovely Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, Wynn. Hi. Yeah, right on. We're going to get ourselves situated, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with the AltaCast. guys have been listening to Kope. Kope, she's the Japanese Bjork. She's a lovely human being. All right, so for those of you that don't know what's going on, it is, we're getting ready for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. It is going to be March 2nd through 6th. This is getting rid of the first step, is going through all of the submissions and uh, listening to them, putting some of them live online here on the AltaCast. And then we're going to choose people, uh, choosing 24 out-of-town comedians and 17 in-town comedians to do 24 shows in five days. It's going to be amazing. It's sponsored by PBR, Alta California Botanicals, Asiento, uh, and a bunch of local artists. And we're still getting uh, sponsorship, which is really exciting. So I'm very, very pleased about that. So uh, we're going to go through this. Uh, things are crazy today. I don't know why, but it's cool. I think it's because I did not take enough Alta California botanicals, <laughs> which I might, which I might do at the break. Um, but uh, here we are. Just copay. Uh, all right. Let's uh, see what's going on here. We have. Our first submission, or I mean, I've been going through a lot of submissions, but uh, this is going to be Joe Glasgow from Portland, Oregon. Uh, here's the thing. If you guys send me a tape and it doesn't work, I'm just putting you in the no pile. So if you are listening to this because I put it on Facebook that, hey, we're going to be listening to the submissions. Some of you comedians are lazy, stupid fucks, <laughs> and you can't figure out how to check your link before you send it. 
It tells you how they did in yeah, school. It, t- it tells you it tells you how they're not going to be in the festival. Dot your I's and cross your T's, motherfuckers. Seriously, like you didn't check to see that your link worked before you sent it to a festival? They're what gonna is blame wrong a- with you? They're going to blame ADHD. Well, they're going to blame me. Oh, she doesn't think I'm funny and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I didn't see you because you didn't give me a link. Like, I'm just supposed to read your bio and be like, oh, they're so funny. I totally want it. I don't even have a picture of you. Uh, But this comedian did not fuck up like that. Well, here's the other thing. If you can't hear, do you even listen to your submission video? If you can't hear anything, either can I. How can I choose you if I can't hear your jokes? Like, it's this has been a really frustrating process because, I mean, I don't understand. Like, you can't take the time to... And you know what? If your mom is running your your phone, which is recording you, that's fine. But just tell her to shut the fuck up. Her laughing is not helping you, okay? It's been, I watched videos for like five hours yesterday, so I'm a little bit bitter. Uh, this is Joe Glasgow. Let's watch him and see if he is hilarious enough to move it on to the next round of the Mutiny Radio 2016 Comedy Festival. The best part about it is no one's had any commercials on the front of their stuff, so that's been really good. Thank you. Yes, keep it going for the ladies in the audience. Thank you for showing up. You made a choice today. You're like, I could go and hear 45 dick jokes or just stay at home. You came out. I appreciate it. You don't realize how important it is for you to just show up to things. Like, things get weird when women aren't around. I feel like you don't go through this problem because there could be like a hundred of you in a room and that's just girls' night out. That's fun, right? You get like more than four guys together, things get stressful. <laughs> like, we could be in a men's bathroom and be like, the fucking ratio sucks in here, man. What's going on? <laughs> straight guys, straight guys are the only people who care about the ratio at things. By ratio, I mean like the number of men to women at a certain party or event. It's dumb. It's boring. You know who doesn't care about ratio? Bisexual people. Good for them, right? You ever call the bisexual friend of the party and ask how the ratio is? You'd be like, it's fucking amazing. It is the best it could possibly be. I have a public service announcement for all the men out there. Guys, if you have sex with someone and you want to tell me about it, awesome. I'm in. I'm all in. If you want to tell me if it was good or not, fine. However, I don't want to hear how long you have sex for. Why does this come up every single time? First of all, we know you're lying, right? Like, I have friends who are like, dude, I had sex with this girl the other night for three hours. Three? Is she okay? Three hours. The entire Fellowship of the Ring, really.
and that's how I realized like how spoiled I've been with life. It's because he told me, he was like, yeah, like you might lose your hair. And I was like, my response was like, oh, I don't want that to happen. So he like sent me, he sent me to like some websites to check out, and all it is is like weird reviews. It's like, fuck bro, bro game. I made my pubes long. Alright, buddy. skinhead convention, right? That's just like a racist thing. And it got me thinking, like, is that just what skinheads are? They're just really insecure, defensive ball people. Like, their friends are like, oh, that sucks, you've got, like, bad genetics. And they're like, no. I'm just racist. I don't, I'm not losing hair, I just hate certain people. sound like, you know, I, I heard a word the other day, the definition was so far from what I thought it meant. The word was romper. Have you ever heard? Clap if you know what a romper is. So the ladies in the audience will know that a romper is this outfit that women wear, like an overall jumpsuit mix. It's adorable. But it's called a romper. I don't know about you, but to me, a romper sounds like the angriest handjob ever given. That sounds like the most passive-aggressive, just like, hmm? No, I know it's your birthday, that's why I'm doing it. I'm just saying I saw you looking at her, that's all I'm saying. But then there are words that like sound very pretty, but mean disgusting, horrible things. Like the word chlamydia? Gorgeous. Aesthetically? Come on, I'd name my fucking daughter that. That's sort of mystic royalty. Princess Clementia of the Elvish tribe. Which is how you're supposed to tell someone that you've given them chlamydia, right? They call them up and they're like, hey, yeah, it's me, it's me. Uh, remember that fairy tale I was talking about with the princess? She lives with you now. Your kingdom. Oh, I'm an asshole? Maybe don't give me a romper next time. How about that? Guys, I'm Joe Glasgow. You guys are great. Thank you. All right, Joe Glasgow. Yes! Yes, Joe Glasgow, you move on. Why? Because you had consistent laughs like every 30 seconds. The audience was loving you and your jokes were funny and you're very polished. So Portland, Oregon, moving. He must be good. He, he is, I mean, he made me laugh. So uh, there have been some submission videos that I haven't laughed, not even once. And I, I'm so, I feel terrible about that, but it's true. I, at least this one works. Uh, this is comedian Richie Hector doing a short set at the Broadway Comedy Club. Richie is out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's check him out. Uh, you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Hector Richie. Oh, he's black. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's oh, we don't have enough black people. I just, I just had to break that down. Like, it's not with two C's, it's like Gucci, Richie Gucci. This is just for you. Nice little white girl. <laughs> Y'all seen that white girl that was just up here? Talking about she was a virgin at 25? Not around me. 
I would have got that ass. This is her. I would have been like, you a virgin, girl? What's up? What's up? You a virgin? What's up? You a virgin? What's up? You a virgin? Let me teach. Let me teach you something. You tall and shit. Let me.
We need one chocolate chip in this cookie. <laughs> Man, um, I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts. Boo. I know, boo that too, I know. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here? I got a cousin that lives in Wisconsin. Black man lives in Wisconsin, yeah, it's real. Um, he wanted to come hang out with me in Springfield, because y'all don't know this, but Springfield is the murder capital of Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. So, I, know, I can't say that to the Bronx. <laughs> but in Springfield, I'm the shit, okay? So my cousin wanted to hang out with me. My cousin wanted to hang out with me because he wanted to go to a real hood, because in Wisconsin, they treat him like he's a thug, because he's the only black one out of Everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, um, he wanted to come hang out with me, so I picked him up, right? And we're hanging out. Now he's in the car, I'm like, what you want to do? This is what he tells me. He's like, I'm like, yo, what you want to do, cuz? He's like, Reggie, take me to the hood. <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, because I want to see if my street man go work out there. I was like, what's your street name? They call me the streets. <laughs> I want to know who, but I'm like, I'm like, why do we want to be called the streets? He was like, because let's say someone roll up to me and they want beef, right? I could just look at them straight in their face and be like, hey, you better look both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right. So I took him to the hood and that actually worked. It, it worked. So now he want to go to the mall and see some girls. He's like, Reggie, bring me to the, bring me to the mall so I can see some guys. I was like, all right. So I brought him to the mall. I let him loose. I was like, go do your thing, cuz. He walking up to girls. Like, what's up? How you doing, baby? You gonna keep on looking at me? Or you gonna give me your number? To this one girl, the one girl was like, no. He just looked at her. He was like, that's all right. The streets ain't for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they made sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, is my time up? I don't, I didn't see the light. It's not, it's not up. Oh, I'm gonna keep it going then. All right. <laughs> I had to make sure. I had to make sure. I had to be polite. I ain't know. I didn't want to get on going. I didn't. Oh, okay, I got. I'm gonna say one more joke. Um, and strong, my friend. Wrap it up if you had a motivational mom. <laughs> Thank you. I'm in a room of friends. All right. Richie Hector. Uh, we are joined right now by new trainee Jason of The Purge, Thursday mornings from 8 to 10. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. M. How can you do 8 to 10 a.m., man? Oh, a lot of rock star and coffee at 6.30. It, it, it helps out a lot. Wow. So you're a morning person. Yes. I'm getting to that point where 10 o'clock is actually not a bad time to be asleep by. Wow. Oh, wow. What's that like? Oh, um, it's beyond description. Uh, it's probably going to be coming out in my first podcast as to why the hell I'm up this early in the morning anymore. So uh, this noon, this whole noon time is uh, is uh, is late for you. This is almost like a late night kind of deal. This is a this is an <laughs> after dinner mint here. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's going to be a hardcore nap followed by a lot of oh I don't know 
frisbee disc golfing that I suck at but still continue to try. Well, that's that's a fun thing to do. To frisbee frisbee golf. I, I like that game. That's fun. I like the little tiny. I didn't know what they were for. I I got a little tiny frisbee and I thought it was a doll frisbee. And I'm a weirdo that still has dolls. And so like I gave this little frisbee to my doll and I was like, look, it's a doll frisbee. And then my friend Aaron was like, um, that's a disc, tiny disc golf. That's actually for adults. <laughs> this isn't for dolls. I just thought that was so cute that they, I was like, oh, American girl dolls get frisbees now? How cool. The times they are changing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a So we just listened to a set by uh, Richie Hector out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Moving him on. Moving him on. Moving him on. I got why? a question. Yeah. So from some of the submissions we've heard, why are they still saying that there aren't black people in Wisconsin? It's a common thing. We've heard that twice. We've heard that twice. We've heard that twice. I'm from the Midwest. There are hella black people in Wisconsin and serial killers. Wow. <laughs> but not black serial killers. No. Just that doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> well, okay. So I heard a theory the other day about serial killers. And there used to be serial killers. I had a joke once about, like, what happened to all the serial killers? Where's the weird guys dressing in clowns, chopping off kids' penises? What? (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, where did it go? But they've talked about, and they did a study or something, that now our society moves so fast. Everything's so fast that nobody wants the methodical serial killer anymore. No one's, like, trying to, you know, change the way that their mom fucked them over by murdering a bunch of women that have the same color hair and then like cutting it off and putting it in a book and hiding it under a house or whatever. Now they just take a gun and go shoot up a public place. Yeah. It's funny you brought that up because I was actually thinking like two days ago, probably even last then is there's really only one good serial killer still left that's being talked about and probably will be eternal. That's Jack the Ripper. You know why? Because the guy never got freaking caught. Is that true? That is absolutely true. There are many theories as to who it may have been from prominent people in high society to a doctor to you know number of other people but the fact is that guy scares the shit out of me to this day because <laughs> he could still be alive for all i know exactly. I thought he or was a, have a spawn wasn't he johnny depp was that that was the movie <laughs> was johnny depp he was the doctor guy i thought that was a true story I'm like, of course johnny depp's a serial killer no we call serial killers now domestic terrorists Wow. Repackaging, mind blown. Oh, they watch Fox <laughs> News. Oh, <laughs> scary. Oh, Pogo. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, here is our next comedian. He is out of um, Portland, Oregon. I know because I can see Helium behind him, the Helium Comedy Club. Uh, great place. And I know here we go. that I look like if Jesus got way into Slayer. <laughs> It's a weird look. It does some things for me. One of the things it does makes me invisible to gaydar. I learned this as I was walking into Silverado, Portland's only all-male strip club. And I got held up at the door because they asked me for my ID, which I was not prepared for. Because I have this face. So I'm trailing my friends. I'm walking up to the bar. The bartender looks over, points at me, It just says, radio cab? (laughs) And I was so confused by what he had said that I was just like, yeah? 
And then he got on the horn, he's like, radio cab's here. I'm like, no. No, I'm a 44-year-old man who lives in Portland. I don't even know how to drive. Which means I ride the bus. Getting on the bus one time, there's this young mother bouncing her little jizz golem on her knee. And when you see that, you want to say something, right? The social contract says you fucking should keep your goddamn mouth shut. So that's what I did. When sat down, this other guy got on the bus. He ignored that social contract to say he'd been wearing, ignoring soap for the last five years. He just tore into this girl. He's like, your fucking life is over. You totally ruined it. You fucked up. Your life is meaningless. You're always, you're never going to amount to a hill of shit. And then he took a long pull out of a 22 ounce can of steel reserve half wrapped in a brown paper bag. <laughs> Completely annihilating everything he had said before. You can't judge somebody while you drink Steel Reserve. You can't give somebody life advice either. If you take life advice from somebody who drinks Steel Reserve, that's like taking parenting advice from your molester uncle. Who's drinking Steel Reserve. The official beer of sex offenders everywhere. It is the pruno of beers. If Dr. Martin Luther King had been giving his famous speech and he had said, I have a dream, and then reached under the podium and pulled out a 22-ounce can of steel reserve half-wrapped in a brown paper bag, no one would have cared. It's fucking Dr. King. Very compelling. Another thing that this does for me, like people ask me weird fucking questions all the time. This one time I was at a party, this guy was like, hey Dan, if you had to commit a mass shooting, where would you do it? And I said, an NRA convention. Yeah. That way all I have to do is walk in, put two bullets in the ceiling and go hide, and they're gonna take care of all the rest. Oh man. Mouse traps and ping pong balls, guys. Instead of ping pong balls flying around, it's just gonna be bullets and chunks of redneck. Every single person in there is gonna have the best last two minutes of their lives. They all get to be the star of their own action movie. I'm a goddamn hero. Not only that, I get to come out of hiding find one of the 30 or 40 guys wearing you can pry this gun out of my cold dead hands t-shirt. <laughs> pry that gun out of his cold dead hands. Take a selfie right on the spot. Boom, right here. Sorry, Jethro. Just made your hillbilly nightmares come true. I am conflicted about guns. I don't know if I like them or not, but occasionally they do something awesome. Not too long ago, a French anti-gay activist walked into Notre Dame Cathedral, slapped a suicide note down on the main altar, and then blew his own brains out to protest the recent legalization of gay marriage in France. In a tragic irony, he died taking a hot load to the face. Oh. Sacre bleu. I read it in said he was a fanatical Catholic, 
which means he committed a mortal sin. He's going straight to hell. You know, the place he thinks every single gay person who ever died is right now. Hell is the gayest place in the multiverse, guys. It makes the Tenderloin look like Tulsa, Oklahoma. I recently wrote an iPhone app that I think is gonna make me a million dollars, friends. Call it Jehovah. It's just like Siri, except no matter what you ask it, it does absolutely nothing. I'm just kidding, guys, it's not real. Thanks, good night. Aw, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. He gets a hell yeah. He gets totally a hell yeah. That was Daniel Weber out of Portland, Oregon. Sign and him up. I gotta say, I've been really impressed with the people from Oregon. I've been really, really impressed. I think you said it best. A guy in Oregon makes a tenderloin joke. <laughs> yeah. That was just brilliant. Well, and, I mean, he didn't put that in for me. It must have just been his, his tape, but... Um, but yeah, I live in the Tenderloin, so and it's nothing like Tulsa, Oklahoma. I, it is. It has been. It has been scary lately in my neighborhood. I, I'll admit, it's been. Uh, the, uh, someone just hit a bus shelter, and they just had to demolish it because it was like the craziest car. It was. I hope no one was in that bus shelter, and it was just someone in a car. I was like, what the fuck? Happened? They took out the bus shelter. I'm like, oh I'm gonna. God. When I'm walking with the babies, I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> what? What's going on? Wasn't there like like last week they had to shut off part of the some streets in the Tenderloin or something because something they saw um, some kind of unknown package or what have you? Oh wow! Yeah, I, didn't hear about I read it, but about I that. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's fifteen thousand unknown packages. They're all sleeping under not fifteen thousand. There's <laughs> thirty five hundred unknown packages sleeping under bizarre sleeping bags. I, it's been cold in my apartment. I can't imagine what it would be like to live in the tenderloin and I don't know if I would I I think that I would probably try to sleep during the day there you go that would be good and Get then walk around all night but then it's cold at night and you're walking around and nothing's open and you don't have any money and I guess I I don't know I feel my heart goes out to people right now that are uh, questionably housed yeah Questionably. Uh, so this segues strangely, but uh, some of the comedians are questionably housed when they're going to come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival March 2nd through 6th, and we're going to be providing all the comedians from out of town that want it um, couch ambassadors from the San Francisco comedy community. So it'll kind of be like summer camp, like or spring camp for, for comedians. Sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. And uh, I'm hoping that people come early because Tuesdays, there are so many open mics to hit that it'd be like, yeah, come out and meet everybody from San Francisco. Because oh! they're really, we, our scene is so enormous here just with the open mic and the stage time possibilities. And it's not like that in Oregon and Seattle. As I've been there, there's like one a night. And if you want to get two, it isn't, close together like our system is I mean you can take the bus from place to place or a skateboard or a bike but up there it's like there's one in Renton <laughs> you're in downtown Seattle and it's like oh I gotta go to Renton and it takes you can get a bus but it takes forever so yeah there's not much of a public transportation system in Seattle well there is it's just not very helpful and they don't have maps anywhere I, oh, no. I really I poo poo them because Muni at almost every bus stop 
there's a map. So you can say, I am here and I'm going there. And in Seattle, it just tells you the route, but you don't see it on the larger scale map. So people get lost. <laughs> well, I couldn't, I mean, I'm pretty astute with bus systems and I was having trouble in, um, in Seattle. And they don't have any like timer things. Oh, oh, so you're just standing there. I was just standing there for like 10 minutes all the time. Yeah. But um, I, re I really love Seattle and I think they have a great uh, comedy uh, community and so does Portland, Oregon. Let us see another one of these. Uh, see where they're from. There might be another Oregon person. Oh, here we go. Okay, this is Patrick Higgins and he is actually the producer of the Hilarious Comedy Festival. The festival that inspired me to start the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because I went to his festival last August and I was so impressed and I had such a wonderful time and I met so many amazing com comedians from everywhere. There were ones from Canada, uh, Indiana, South Carolina, Philadelphia. Uh, in fact, Andy Picaro, who I met down there, he's going to be in town in um, January. We're going to do some shows for him. But I had such a great time and I was so inspired by the Hilarious Comedy Festival that I was like, I can do this because it's the idea that I stole from them is that it's a festival that's in one location. A lot of times people do these festivals and it's all these other places and you can go to Hayward and you can be here and there's the Cinecave and there's also at the, and there, it's hard to promote because it's such a, there's such a shotgun of where and what shows you can go to that it's like, ugh. but this is just one venue, five days, 24 shows. So it's a lot easier to promote, I think. And gosh, they, they did a great job. So I'm hoping to replicate some of what Patrick Higgins did. Um, here we go, Patrick Higgins, all the way out of Seattle, Washington, and this is our Tacoma. Keep the show rolling, bring up your next comedian. He's very, very funny. He performs all over the place. He actually hosts a monthly show called OK Stupid, it's where they basically judge people's online dating profiles. So there we go. <laughs> Make sure you check it out. Put your hands together for Patrick Higgins. Tacoma Comedy Club. Patrick, I have feelings, and we're going to talk about those feelings today. First feeling, hi, ma'am. Uh, first feeling is smiling. All of you are doing it right now. Congratulate yourselves. We're having fun. Smiling is great. Smile at everyone. Not in Seattle. You smile at no one in Seattle. It's like a fucking rule. My friend was on a bus. Saw an attractive woman. Hey, mm, smile at her, right? You wait. Hit her. Um, I'm sorry, the domestic violence jokes usually happen after the drinks. Uh, but I'm an overachiever. Uh, but yeah, so saw an attractive girl, smile at her, and immediately just like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, he walked away. On the bus, he walked away from her on a bus. It means you had to like, unhook from the thing he was standing at. Just be like, I'm so embarrassed, I need to move 10 feet that way. Maybe the homeless man wearing an eye patch will distract you from whatever smile thing I did. This is the strangest thing. I smile at people on purpose now in Seattle. I see an attractive girl, hell yeah, I'm smiling at her. I see an ugly girl, I'm smiling at her twice. You fucking people don't know what it's like to be ugly. 
to nothing. They're just waving the cord.
Patrick Higgins. Yay! Uh, he's he's a lovely human being, also uh, really generous, and I think he lost a lot of money on his uh, on his festival. I think that I've been told that it's impossible not to lose money on a festival when you don't charge submission fees, which I did not do, and either did Patrick. Uh, the hilarious comedy festival was free to enter, so um, I know uh, everyone else like the San Luis Obispo one. Like it started at fifteen dollars, and that was like the early registration, and then it went up to thirty, and now it's like forty because it's late registration. And when you pay that, there's no guarantee you're gonna be in. Like there's no, so I'm trying to change the model a little bit and say, you can run a festival without charging the comedians. Cause I, I think it's almost sacrilegious to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like these comedians are, they got money, you yeah, know what I'm saying? You know. We're all working on our art here. And uh, last night I worked at the Brainwash and I got a free burger and two pitchers of beer. And I yeah. thought that, and I worked for four hours for them. But I think that's kind of a fair trade. That's fair. I mean, beer and food. Beer and food. I work for beer. We'll work for and beer making and people food. laugh. Yeah, it was good. I, I mean, I love hosting at the Brainwash. Uh, first Tuesday of every month is the Mutiny Takeover. I have to book it for next month. Oh I've my God. I've never been there. I'm going to check that out. You've never been to Brainwash? Oh, it's. The, I have, just oh. not for the open mic or the comedy uh, oh. that you mentioned. Yeah, there's well, there's comedy seven nights a week now, and what True Hustle does is they farm out different nights to different people and their monthly specials. So um, my show is the first Tuesday of every month. Tonight is the Samantha Gilwaites and. Um, I can't remember the other girl's name, but it, it's like they call themselves the Real Housewives of Comedy, and they they dress up really like just super skankly and with weird gems and. Um, oh fuck it, I'm there. Yeah, it's fun. So. You had me at skanky. <laughs> they are the first Wednesday of every month, so really great shows at Brainwash. Seventh and Folsom, you guys should go. Um, sweet. So here is. This guy, Hans Kim, he is from Redmond, Washington. I don't even know where that is. I oh, like his name. It's Kirkland. Hans Kim. Yeah, I mean, he must be Asian, right? Well, uh, Hans, it sounds like uh, Norwegian. Norwegian Asian. Asian. Right, but Kim as a last name. Let's. We'll, we'll, we'll find out right now as we're bringing up his... On the stage, Hello, gangsters. It's good to be here. There are a lot of white people here, which um, didn't surprise me. This place is called Kirkland, Land of the Kirks. It's all called Changville. It's all called Jerome Town. Uh, I'm just kidding. I knew this place was white because I live in uh, Juanita. So. I'm from here, but it judged me highly, you know? Might be awkward at the local QFC. Hey, you're the one that crushed my dreams. <laughs> Added incentive. Uh, I love doing comedy. I love coming to comedy shows because you meet so many interesting people. I met a landscape painter once and we were in conversation. He said, Hans, I can never do what you do. What you do is so brave. And I was like, sir, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> You are a coward who hides behind his easels. Because I think painting would be a lot more difficult if you were painting your picture and your canvas was like, boo! That doesn't look like a tree, you should quit. 
Draw something Asian. Uh, some canvases are racist. I, uh, it's good to be here. I am single and I've yet to find my soulmate. I'm beginning to think maybe it's her fault. She needs to get out more. She seems like a loser. I think I can do better. Thank you. My friends are always, my people are always saying, Hey Hans, you just have a hard time talking to girls. You just need to learn how to talk to girls. Maybe, or maybe girls have a hard time listening to Hans. <laughs> Why don't you want to hear about the Federal Reserve? It's interesting. <laughs> a lot of numbers. Uh, I love women. I think they got the best pair of genitalia in the human race. Definitely in the top two. <laughs> I go, ladies, and uh, I think I think women are important because men can't give birth, and even if we could, we would be the worst at it. We're always in the gym trying to get buff and swole. We'd be like, bro, I've been eating so much protein and creatine during my pregnancy. This baby's like 20 pounds already. We're stupid. My friends try to make me feel better about dating. My friends like, dude, at least you're not gay. If you're gay, that means most of the gender that you're attracted to isn't attracted to you back. And I was like, whoa, man, can't even imagine. <laughs> they must cry a lot. <laughs> a lot of crying. I met a girl who says she's into Asian guys, which is kind of worrisome because there's like a billion of us with the most easily replaceable fetish. I gotta be on my A game, like, hey, I'm eating this rice sexy. Does it turn you on when I respect my ancestors? I am Asian, or as I'm known in this country, I'm Chinese. I am from a province in China called South Korea. It's my favorite. It's right next to the Japan province. A lot of my friends said hurtful things to me growing up. My friends were always like, hey Hans, you got such an Asian smile. I was like, thanks. Now I get to think about how I'm physically different from everyone around me every time I feel happiness. That's my feelings. Uh, my sister just got back from a mission trip. If you don't know what that is, a mission trip is when Americans go to third world countries to get new profile pictures. Uh, I think it's funny that Tanner is a white person's name. Tanner than what? It should be like, hey, this is my Mexican friend Tanner. And this is my black friend Tannist. I love living here in Kirkland, but uh, something I'm not a fan of are the express toll lanes or whatever. Yeah, right? 
because I'm pretty poor and life is pretty stressful when you can be financially devastated by changing lanes. It's like 75 cents, oh no, no pencils this month. I'm not a fan of carpool lanes in general because I don't need any more incentives to not be lonely. Carpool lanes is like society saying, hey Hans, you know how you're lonely? Yeah, do it for longer now. Take the long way home, really think about it. Watch, watch people with friends whizzing by you. Clap, 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 clap. Hans Kim. Tanner and Tanist. Yeah, he had, this, that guy had motherfucking jokes. That was funny. Hell yeah. These, I'm telling you, these, these Washington people. Uh, Seems like we've got a better flow this week. Yeah, people. definitely. This nope. is, uh, yeah, th this week, well, I think that I, I got some national press on submissions, which is why I extended them an extra two days. Oh, nice. And uh, since I've gotten that little bit of uh, national press, a lot of people have applied that these these are the people that have applied. So I, it's, it's pretty exciting. And I'm stoked that people believe in it and think it's a thing. Like, they're willing to come from Washington. This, um, this girl here is applying from Massachusetts, Somerville, Massachusetts. So, I mean, the Jesus. concept that people are willing to come out from New York or Massachusetts or flying from wherever. I mean, we've had applications from Indiana, Georgia, Texas, South Canada. Carolina, Canada, Italy. So, I mean, I'm like, you're going to come from Italy? Worldwide. 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 I'm, I'm super stoked on it. Uh, this is Katie McCarthy. Let's see what you think. about myself. Um, I went to 12 years of Catholic school and, and one time in the middle of my fifth grade art class my nun teacher came to my desk and she was like, Katie McCarthy, you should become a nun. And like, I just think that's a really passive aggressive way to tell a little girl that she's just totally unfuckable. <laughs> surrogate child of Peppermint Patty and Marcy from the Peanuts. Uh, just like a lady cool dad, you know, I've got seven hours of opinions about Wilco. God, yeah, but in spite of that, we do still get catcalled. I get catcalled sometimes, and I was complaining about it to my best friend Ryan, and he was like, I wish people on the street would compliment me. And I was like, I wish I wasn't so <clears throat> irresistible. <laughs> mm. Mm. 
were more like canvassers on the street, you know, the people that get in your way, they want you to sign a petition, give money to charity, when you, you know, you're just trying to get from point A to point Walgreens dumpster before it gets lost. I just want some expired nicolettes, I want some broken candles, don't want to hear a lecture about child soldiers, I'm just trying to cast a spell. So... If cat colors were more like canvassers, they had their little clipboard, they had a shirt on that said, like, anal? Question mark. You could spot them. See them from a distance. You could pretend to be on your phone, just across the street, whatever. And, you know, nobody would get in your face like, um, excuse me, miss. Um, do you have a moment to let me smell your pantyhose? <laughs> just a minute. I just want to drink your sweats. would get together and fight, but I don't think they will. I think they'll just give each other advice, like the cat colors will say to the canvassers, all right, here's what you gotta do, all right. Hey, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Cause the ozone layer is rapidly depleting, are you on fire? so rich. It'll be great. I wish, oh God, I wish I was still at my bookstore job, you guys. I miss it. I miss my favorite customer. Oh, she used to eat pages of the Bible in front of me. Because <laughs> what was a major thing we had in common there? Like, we both have diets people don't understand. Like, she eats the Bible. I'm a vegan. Like, at the end of the day, both just eating lies. <laughs> No one wants us at Thanksgiving. No one knows how to kick cook a tofurkey. No one knows how to cook the King James Bible. God, I, yeah, I am a vegan. I'm still vegan. I love it. Uh, it's because I, I love animals so much. I kind of regard them like celebrities. Like if a normal person sees Tom Cruise on the street, or if I saw a dog, it kind of goes like, Oh my God, is that Tom Cruise? <laughs> well, as long as he's tied to this pole. <laughs> I went to the animal shelter recently. It was so much fun. It was like going to Hollywood, California for me. And uh, I saw like so many cool animals. I saw like the Nicki Minaj of cats. Showing me your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Donald Trump of ferrets. And its penis was completely mangled. <laughs> the last little guy I saw before I left. I saw this hamster, it was really cool. It was like the Michael Jackson of the hamsters, I and mean, it was dead. <laughs> I love you, Providence, Rhode Island. Stay great.
Katie McCarthy. <laughs> Katie McCarthy out of Massachusetts. Moving on. Great stuff. All right. Uh, this is the AltaCast brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. Uh, the best tink in the biz. If you guys have never taken medical marijuana tincture, I... I implore you to go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals, now with six different tinctures to help you be well. I know that Walgreens already stole that, and we didn't. We're not, like, saying be well, but uh, uh, we're going to... Alta California Botanicals is so amazing. They're one of the funding uh, for the sponsorships for the festival, and they're making, paying for the T-shirts that on the front are going to say, laughter, the second best medicine, and then in the bottom corner in the back, it's going to say Alta California Botanicals is number one. Nice. <laughs> and then behind the neck, it's going to say the website, which is tryalta.com. So, and if you get your uh, medical uh, thingy, you know what you get, what are they called? You get your recommendation and you send it to Alta California Botanicals. They'll send you two weeks for free to uh, show you the benefits and wonderments of tincture as opposed to uh, the coughing you've been hearing from me all day because of my excessive pot smoking. Although there's this new vape pen that's pretty fucking great. Uh, I've been enjoying it very much. Um, Weed, not cigarettes, because cigarettes are gross. And um, here's our next guy. Uh, Also, you guys are listening to mutinyradio.fm. It's the AltaCast every Wednesday from noon to two. Tell a friend. Uh, This is an interesting one because I looked at this one previously and I was confused because I said, don't give me a montage. But the first thing he did was give me a montage of all the commercials he's been in. And then you have to go further in his thing to hear stand-up. Sneaky. So I'm going to show you guys both and I really do need opinions on this one because this is the second time I've watched this one and I I don't know if I like him because he's like Look what really, I've done. Well, he's really good looking too. And so I'm like... Well, so my, my thing is like, is he funny or is he like? I, it's hard for me to tell if his jokes are funny or not because he's branding he's, himself because he's really good looking. Does he okay. have a full head of hair? Tons of it. Okay, so this uh-huh. is Duval Culpepper out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, yeah, and he's this, hot. He's, this is this is his acting reel to start with. Duval Culpepper, yeah. Oh, let's do this. Action. So first, he's, uh, this is a Budweiser commercial he's been in, he's been, this is out, Doritos, Bacardi commercial, he's in the whole thing for Bacardi, he looked cute in the pool, it's still a Bacardi commercial, he's in the whole one, wiki wiki, uh, uh, DC Lotto, I'll be a drummer, look, he's dancing, he can dance, a DC hey guys, Lottery. I'm Duval, and we are in New York City talking to people about which tablet they prefer, go see what they think. Do you have a quick second, man? Are you guys, you guys use tablets? I love tablets all day. You guys use, uh, you guys use tablets? Yeah. Cool. I think this one looks better. That looks better, huh? Yeah, I think this one looks better, too. Galaxy is definitely bright. Galaxy. It's nice and bright. It's really nice. You put them off by inviting us. HBO. Yeah. Still good, guys? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Nice beard, man. How long are you letting that grow? No plans to cut it. Respect it. Thank you. You got it. You may have won this MTV time, movie but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm I just not feeling this. It was fine. Fine? Look, you look fine. You yes, you look fine. They don't give movie of the year to fine. Just give me 15 minutes. That's all I need. Maybe we can get a guinea pig. Is it white? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. 
So that is his acting reel. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah, buddy. Right? So then I'm like, and at first I'm a little pissed because I'm like, oh, you show me your acting reel? What are you, funny? Are you a comedian? And I looked farther down, short bio, Duval Culpepper is a New York native who grew up in the projects but went to a fancy private school, giving him a very unique perspective on people. He hates them. Often mistaken for Lenny Kravitz or any other light-skinned black guy with hair, he travels the country doing stand-up writing and acting in soulless commercials. But in the end, all he wants to do is drink pina coladas with tall, athletic blondes while watching American Ninja 2, The Confrontation. Well, I'm out. <laughs> well, I'm out. <laughs> really? Come on. Watch this. We're going to listen to his stand-up because I... I was really impressed with his uh, reel, and so, uh, you know, it's like... And a Taco Bell commercial. Clap your hands for Duval Culpepper! So this is in New York Comedy Club. Come up for Sean, guys. Yeah. He's actually duh in a Taco Bell commercial. It's a big deal comes to the artistic mastery I was uh, performing in that commercial. There's a difference between duh and uh. <laughs> and uh, sorry I'm just like a homeless magnum guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just where I'm at. Glad you got that. I think 30% is audience. I'm fed with the eye. And just so there's no confusion, I'm not Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Or any other racially ambiguous black guy you think I'm looking at? I've heard them all. Uh, I was at a bar the other night and this guy came up to me and he's just like, Hey man, you look just like my roommate Nick. You know? One, that's not how looking like someone looks. Two, no, I don't know your fucking roommate Nick. He's like, oh man, you look just like him. And he uh, shows me a picture of a black guy with hair. Anytime it goes to like a social situation of any kind, like I walk in, you know, it's like a crash landed on an alien planet. People are like, oh, 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 is he? Oh, oh an alien planet, that is, but you know, he's there. Yeah, we go back in three. We gotta go with the hair, son. <laughs> 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 
prominently featured in the soundtrack from the Korean I don't know. Skinny. Travel. I was in Los Angeles a little while ago. Uh, anyone been to Los Angeles recently? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking shithole. Um, I was, uh, as evidenced by, I was uh, sitting outside a cafe reading, and this girl comes up to me, and she's just like, I love your iPad cover. I was like, it's a book. <laughs> Yes, I preserved one before the atomic wars. Okay? I buried in the Sahara. Me and Nick Cage went on an adventure to fucking retreat, right? Jesus. Horrible fucking place. Uh, so I got out of there. I was in a real rush to get out of there, so I went on a road trip. I drove back in LA to here. And when you drive through this country, you get to see just how varied and diverse the problems this country face are. And uh, I was driving through Arkansas. And literally, no bullshit, saw a billboard that read If you beat your wife, and do meth. <laughs> we will take your gun. What's <laughs> not the problem with domestic violence by itself? Nor is it the problem with meth abuse by itself. It's not about the union that you two have created. That have thrown the state of Arkansas to a state of emergency, which is the only solution. Just to take these right next to me. Uh, so I floored it, and I was like, I've got to get out of Arkansas. I've got to get out of Arkansas. So I was driving, I was speeding, and I got pulled over. <coughs> Getting pulled over as a black man anywhere is a dubious proposition, I guess. <laughs> Getting pulled over in Carmel, Arkansas, well, shit, sky's the limit. <laughs> so I get pulled over, a guy walks up inside the car, the trooper, and he goes, All right, son, license and registration. I give it to him, he looks at it, and he goes, well, I'm sorry. Looks like your license is nigger. Stay outside the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. Had to get out of there. Had to get out of there. What a place. Uh, sharp left, police brutality, huh? Wow. Uh, gotta go quiet here. Okay. Right. We're gonna go dark, and I'm gonna get you out of there. Don't worry. Into the depths of social upheaval uh, and pull you out on the wings of the angel. Uh, <laughs> oh, what the hell is I talking about? No, please tell. You know, it's a shame that we live in the year 2015 and police, people who should be people who uphold and uh, support the law, have often act as a terrorizing force that brutalizes and often murders uh, innocent minorities, particularly black people in this country. But you know what kills more black people than racist cops? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can tell you don't understand what I'm talking about. You go to the CDC website, top leading deaths for black people, all related to the dinner table. Cancer, diabetes, stroke, heart disease. Not a goddamn. You got in there, guys. It's funny, you know, actually, one of my second shows I ever, I ever did, uh, I think Occupy Wall Street was going on. And I like attacked that and it went so horribly. So this is a good I'm glad to have been able to come full circle with text. Glad you were eating yourself into it. Uh it's true. Because hashtag activism really fucking bothers me. I don't know. You got, you got hashtag activism on Facebook. I, I watch 
So a four-minute documentary on fracking. So now I understand geopolitical instabilities in the Middle East. Take it easy. Hold on. Let's find it back. Let's look at all the angles here. Uh, hashtag activism drives me insane. I went on a date with one of these delights and hashtag activists. We're sitting for dinner and we're sitting there. She's like, Cal, you're having a really great time. Just want to let you know that I apologize for my white privilege. <laughs> Sorry for my white privilege, I'm aware of my white privilege and I apologize for it. Sorry about it. I was like, is that why I'm paying for this $87 dinner? It's <laughs> for white privilege, start my wild end. That's what I'm a little concerned about. So she invites me back to her place. I was not trying to sleep with this girl. Oh, wait a minute, let's take a look at this shirt right here. What's this shirt saying? Yeah. Thug life with a picture of Carlton Banks. Well, <laughs> She had me Bruce. <laughs> you know, it is being, that's how I fuck it. Yeah, I call him Bruce. Okay. I'm sure half you're looking in here and you're like, he's so white, why am I talking my guy? Uh, I heard you just call me a nigger. Wait, listen to this. Wait, I can tell by all the shock in your eyes. See, this is a learning opportunity. This is a cultural exchange as a black man telling me. You tell what? Culpepper. Is he the real deal? Is he the truth? Or is he uh, 
I, I would just love him for his hair. I mean, I have very little left. So seeing those luscious locks on his scalp right there, I, I both am impressed and envious. I covet his hair. I nice. Think, I think he's funny. He He's like one of those mainstream kind of comedians, you know. He, the safe. Right. He's the, he's the safe guy. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't hate it or anything, you know, but I know what kind of comedy he is, yeah. you know. So, I mean... I would put him in the. Uh, he's, yeah, he's in the he's in the pile. That's so I can only take 24 from out of town. So right now it was going through the submissions and putting them into in town yeses, out of town yeses, and nos. Yeah. And then I I mean I can tell you how many are in this pile now. Um, so this is the uh, the out of town people that have kind of made it to the second round here. Oh, wow. There's 45. But there can only be 24 of them. So I basically went from like 150 to 45. And now the object is to get them from 45 to, to 24. Or 24, excuse me. Can yeah. Come back to them it's at like a, a later game show. To... Well, I mean, that's kind of what's happening now is that it's... Um, this is the this later is time. This is the later time. Oh, okay. Um, this here is Jamie Pierce. And he, I've saw, he's another New Yorker. And I've... I, this is such the problem is that every single one we've watched today, I've been like, oh my God, they're really good. <laughs> and it's going to be so hard to take the 45 where I'm like, they're really good. But it's 24 shows in five days and they're all hour long shows. So people are really, they're getting on a show I'm only booking four and they all get 10 minute sets. So there's a host that gets a 10 minute set and is hosting and there'll be four, three or four comedians from out of town um, on each of the themed shows. And that means that every comedian from out of town will get at least three shows. And I think that that's important and fair, that there should be, everyone should get, if you're coming from out of town for a festival, you should be getting at least three shows. And having 10 minutes of stage time is... I have an idea to slash down those prices of people. Get rid of the people that do nothing but dick jokes most of the time. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, (laughs) if you hear the repetition, if you hear repetition, and a lot of the comedians of that 45, yeah, slash them, slash prices. Can we add on also uh, the vulgarity late tirade? Oh, I mean, basically just you know half-ass Richard Pryor impersonator. <laughs> right, right. Well, but here's the thing: is that there, thus far we've seen some. I, I really do want to have um, a large representation of um, different flavored people. Absolutely. You know? okay. And so, um. But and a lot there are some in here that are black comics that are very much that sort of urban style of like I'm gonna say motherfucker thirty times and it's funny, um, and it's I mean it's just one of those things you, like, you, you want know like, when you like him and you know when you don't right you definitely want a variety most right. I mean definitely want a variety you want the safe guy you want the motherfuckers and right. you probably want a couple of dick jokes. Right, but I mean, if it's the thing is, if it's trite, and I mean, if they're wearing like the, you know, the comedian uniform of black pants and a blue button-up shirt, <laughs> and bringing up an iPhone, and bringing up no, there isn't. I would. They're already in the notepad. This is if when anyone Pam has notes, No, no, no. no. If, if you, when people bring their notes up on stage, it is like you fucking amateur why would you do that why would you put that on a video and send it to somebody you bring up your notes you don't even have enough respect for your own work to memorize your own shit you lazy fucker i mean come on this is an art we're trying to raise this to a level of art and say that comedy 
is a viable art. And it's not just enough to be theater or ballet or, you know, but it, it's a real art on its own. And the only way to do that is to have respect for the craft. And it's the same thing if a poet gets up and they're like, oh, I'm a poet. And then they read off their iPhone. Now, I want to slap that iPhone out of their damn hands. <laughs> Like, memorize your work. Have a little respect for your own craft, right? This is a well-established boundary I'm hearing right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, I love Absolutely. this. Rant. But you have a valid point, especially if you're doing submission. I mean, I'm guilty of doing it at open mic. That's an open mic. That's what it's for. But it, it's a submission is like an interview. Exactly. You don't you don't wear your pajamas to an interview, do you? Not unless Maybe. it's at a sleepaway camp. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if it's if we're hanging out. <laughs> Or, I mean, if you're, even if you're working from home, I mean, I guess be like, or I don't go, how about this? I don't go to my interview intoxicated. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, high as fuck. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not, not, yeah. I just don't want to smell like vodka or beer. Or gin. Or gin. Oh, God. God. (laughs) So no iPhones in submissions. No iPhones in submissions. I, I mean, think about it. Put your best foot forward. I mean, I've been really surprised at some of the videos I've gotten. Also with the crappy sound. That's my other thing. If your sound is for shit, how do you think I can hear you? Uh, but all of these thus far that we've heard today have been great. So this is Jamie Pierce out of New York, and uh, we'll see what you guys think about it. You guys will listen to AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, going through the submissions. Hello, I'm Jamie, and uh, I'll be your gay for the evening. Um, <laughs> Hey. That's just to prove that I'm authentic. It's, it's true, I was uh, born and raised in Utah, um, which is a red state. Uh, although, I like to think of it as crimson. Um, when people find out that I'm from Utah, the first question is always, are you Mormon? And no, I'm not Mormon, which is too bad, because if I were, I would have a lot more material. Because a gay Mormon. What's funnier than that? But I'm Episcopalian, which is really dull. Um, in fact, going to church as a kid, all it did was make me not want to go to heaven, because they made heaven sound equally dull. You know, they made heaven sound like church every day, you know, where everyone's dressed very conservatively, everyone's singing hymns, uh, it's very reverent, and there's no running. (laughs) Now, hell, you know, sounds too unpleasant, so I'm aiming for purgatory, just right there in the middle, where it's more of a temperate climate, I would imagine. The dress is probably business casual. Unlike heaven, it's not so bright. Because really, it's all about lighting. Anyway, I digress. Um, Back to me. Um, So I have two sisters, uh, both of whom are married with children. And although their children are very cute, I am a hypochondriac. And therefore, when I look at them, I don't see children. I just see germs and infection and disease. Oh my. But you have to understand, I'm a full-fledged hypochondriac. I have been self-diagnosed with a number of diseases. Um, Most recently, I got MS after watching the Lifetime Intimate Portrait of Terry Garr. Um, I've had uh, AIDS tests more times than I've had sex, you know. Um, 
I had lupus at one point, and I don't know if you know this, but lupus is the French word for wolf. Mm -hmm. So I was known as the boy who cried lupus. And, uh, oh, and I'm super excited for the bird flu. That's, 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 I think I already caught it. So we're in business. Um, not only am I a hypochondriac, but uh, I also find that I have uh, uh, not much of a sex drive. Um, well, I just get easily distracted during sex, you know? Like, my ex-boyfriend had a rule that I couldn't do laundry before we had sex, because he knew if the buzzer went off, I'd get up and fold it. Because, you know, I don't want him to wrinkle. So basically the rule was, I couldn't put in a load until he put in a load. from being promiscuous, but think about it. Straight guys. If you walked into the steam room at the gym and there was a naked woman in there, come on. You start singing somewhere over the rainbow and you know it. But you know, and also straight guys always assume that because I'm gay and they're male, that I want to have sex with them. But it's only a certain kind of guy that thinks this and it's the kind of guy that I look at and I'm like, okay, women don't want to have sex with you. Queer Eye, we have high standards. <laughs> so uh, I hope everybody had a nice Halloween. Um, gays love Halloween because it's a chance to dress like girls. And girls love it because it's a chance to dress like sluts. Um, like you've got the slutty nurse or the slutty schoolgirl. But I'd like to see the girls get a little more creative and go as like the slutty beekeeper who wears nothing but net, or the slutty lunch lady who does naughty things with her spatula. Just some ideas, they'll catch on. Um, okay, enough of this hoo-ha. We're here to discuss the important issues, 80s pop culture, and how we can use it to enhance our lives. I like to watch music videos from the 80s because I feel we can learn a lot from these classic videos. My favorite one from this particular genre is Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I find it very empowering, um, because in the video, Pat, after being scorned and realizing that love is indeed a battlefield, decides that she is going to fire the first shot. So she takes the man, the object of her scorn, she throws him against the wall, and then she uh, and her female cohorts start to collectively do the shimmy at this man. As if to say, oh, don't mess with us. And this proved to be very effective as the man's like, whoa, uh, I didn't realize there was going to be shimmying involved. But I went known. And I thought, I'm going to apply this to my life. If ever I'm in a situation and I'm feeling angry or oppressed, let's say I go to the bank and they're like, we're sorry, you're overdrawn. I'll just be like, oh, yeah? And then they waved my feet. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. He's great. He's been great. Jamie Pierce. That was fun. I mean, talk about laughs every 30 seconds. That was like every 15. That was 
That was professional. That was like Jim Gaffigan laughs. Just made me fall in love with Pat Benatar all over again. Absolutely. I feel like doing the whole choreography right now. It's exactly the shimmy. Oh, yeah. oh, love him. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm every Wednesday from noon to 2. Give us a call, 415-550-0511. Tell us if you love these comedians, too, or if you're like, oh, God, I don't want to hear them on the festival. <laughs> I'm joined uh, by Jason. New show coming up. It's going to be on Thursday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. Why would be up that early? Crazy times. It's called The Purge. Why don't you give us a little bit of idea of what The Purge is all yeah, about? I'm interested. Yeah, the, the concept behind it is that I, I truly believe that a lot of our, our folks in this uh, society and on this planet have a lot of shit in their, their emotions that they just can't find the right platform to get out. They don't find the, the motivation. They're maybe afraid of what uh, people may think of them. And they're basically they're just holding part of themselves back by not letting all this stuff go. And by purging it, I feel that people who really uh, look at themselves as being uh, a lot healthier, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and this could be school uh, across the board on a full range of topics, whether it's Politics, fashion, sports, your hate of sports. Uh, <laughs> sports are important. Um, sports are important. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I always say when the ESPN thing goes off on my boyfriend's phone and it goes, I go, sports are important. I have that same thing on my phone. But yeah, just the idea is just to get the shit out there. That's I mean, great. So it has nothing to do with bulimia. No. Okay, good. <laughs> it's detoxing. It's Cleansing. It's a different kind of purging. Um, awesome. So uh, speaking of purging, it has nothing to do with it, actually. Did everybody watch the Warriors win their 19th game? I thought Ooh. they were going to go to 20, and I said it when they won their 15th game. I said, you know what? They're going to make it to 20 games. And I think it's going to go even farther than that. I think that they're going to win so many games. It's going to be an undefeated streak like the Bulls did, except they did it in the middle of the season. And I'm saying, what if the Warriors did their biggest long... I mean, they're already the longest winning streak from the start of the season uh, with undefeated. And it's in 19 games. Yeah, I think uh, going from the end of last year, they're up to 23 games altogether, Whoa. regular season wins. So they're only 10 behind the, the, the record by the Lakers. So Right. Yeah. And to be able to do that at the beginning of the season would be like... That's... Take it around the horn, I see, from one, one year to the this, other. This means this is the time to start gambling. <laughs> I know. Now I leave Vegas. Now I want to start right. gambling. Well, I mean... <laughs> I, I how many lose. games can they win? It was the Utah Jazz game was so exciting, and that's Stephen Curry. He can do no wrong. Not only is he just darling when he's chewing that weird little thing, that little that little uh, mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. Mouthpiece, mouthpiece outside his face. He is so darling, and his little family is so cute, and he can't miss a three-point shot. He, he's got that kind of celebrity status right now. You can actually see him on the sidewalk clubbing a baby seal, yeah. and you go, oh, that's Steph just doing yeah. stuff. Oh, he's just so cute. Maybe he'll put some curry on it. So this is a <laughs> cook it with the curry. So my friend is Indian, and he loves his curry jersey. For a different reason. Ah. He's Indian and he's like, how can I not buy a curry jersey when I'm it's Indian? It's a must. I'm like, of course. Curry jerseys for all my Indian friends. <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. So, uh, so the first, great, fantastic. You guys are going to listen to it. Uh, also, I'm joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Win. Yeah. She's awesome and giving her opinions. You guys should stay tuned because up next is Y Steinberg's Think, Grow, Love, and she has a live guest today, which is awesome. 
Uh, we're going to get back to the submissions for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's going to be held here at the station March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be a really, really fun time. Oh, that's right. Brainwash is another one of our sponsors, which I'm very excited about. Um, this is a guy. This is Jesse Mundy. And this is actually a really hard one for me. He's out of Austin, Texas. And the, I, this, this video, it's hard to tell. He's so polished. And it's, it's at one of these big competitions. Uh-huh. So mm. I want to hear if you guys You're having some laugh. second guesses. I'm having second guesses. But Steve Poggi was like, this guy's so polished. I am so this excited. So this first comic coming to the stage actually happens to be a close personal friend of mine. Put your hands together and help me welcome Jesse Mundy. This may come as a surprise to many of you in the audience, but I'm a married man. Uh, As disappointing as that news may be, ladies, this is apparently what marriage material looks like. Now, what probably won't surprise you is the fact that I am not the breadwinner of my household. I work in a movie theater, which was also a true statement when I was 15 years old. Luckily, my wife has a career that doesn't require the use of ironic finger quotes when you call it such. Which, if you think about it, kind of makes me like her trophy husband. But let's face it, I'm only nine months her junior. I've got British teeth. And my greatest collegiate achievement of note is that I somehow managed to drop out more times than I've enrolled. (laughs) So it really makes me more of a participation ribbon husband. (laughs) Or if it is a trophy, it's one of those backhanded compliment trophies that they give you in Little League, like most improved player. (laughs) I'm the matrimonial perfect attendance award from from a state penitentiary. (laughs) For those of you who are uninitiated in the ways of wedlock, spoiler alert, marriage is frustrating. (laughs) And I'm not just talking about the fact that we've reached the point in our relationship where she gets super angry when I talk. (laughs) I'm talking about a whole different type of frustration here. You see, you may have heard uh, men have certain needs. And I don't want to be crude here, so let's just say that it always feels as though I'm starving. And she's the only one who knows how to make pizza. No, I'm not actually starving because I can always make myself some ramen. I make ramen all the time. It's just that ramen is a pretty sad excuse for pizza. It's gotten to the point where the only time I enjoy making ramen is stealthily making ramen in the other room. (laughs) She's sitting there going about her day blithely unaware that 20 feet away, separated only by a few layers of drywall and shame, (laughs) I'm furiously making ramen. (laughs) When it comes down to it, you usually just make ramen in the shower. 
for the sake of time and you don't have to wash any dishes afterwards. <laughs> and, and it's difficult because you tend to see pizza everywhere. It's like the beginning of that first Ninja Turtles movie where it's just a 10 minute montage of everyone in New York eating pizza. There's pizza in movies, there's pizza on TV. The internet is a virtual pizza party. And you try not to notice other women's pizza ingredients. But with the clothing styles these days, you can basically make out their pepperonis, their anchovies. They, they print words right over the bell peppers. And that's difficult because years ago, I decided that I was going to be a brand loyalist. Always DiGiorno, never delivery. And I'm fine with that because my wife makes tremendous pizza. It's just pizza isn't on the menu as often as it used to be. We first got together, it was pizza every day. All three meals. We might just stay indoors and have deep dish Chicago style slices. I'm talking supreme meat lovers, cheese filled crust on a taco pizza, the occasional calzone. But now I go and I look in the freezer and I don't even see pizza rolls or bagel bites. Now the only time we really get around to having pizza is when we're both really drunk. And the only way we know is that we wake up and there are crumbs everywhere. Pizza boxes strewn across the bedroom. And she looks at me and asks, was it even good pizza? Like, I think so, I've got pesto in my beard. Oh. The worst thing about that whole scenario is I invariably wake up hungry. And there's never any left to be warmed up for lunch. So I do what anyone in that situation would do. I roll over and make some ramen. Thank you, everybody. A clean set. Jesse Mundy, clean set. Yeah, that was clean. It was clean and it was funny. I mean, I laughed. He's so polished, though. It would be interesting to see what happened if he was in a festival setting and he got to be kind of let out of the box. Because there wasn't a fuck swear in there. No. That's true. And quite I, frankly, I think I'm, I'm kind of stupid because it took like two minutes before I realized he wasn't really talking about pizza. He was yeah. right. That he was talking about um, Met- or ramen. Yeah. I, I, I like the metaphor, but I was kind of bored. I'm sorry. Well, and he's... <laughs> And you know, and that's the thing is that he 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 had a lower energy, but he sort of brought it up at the end. I'm 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 letting him I'm letting him continue on. Yeah. I mean, he he his kind of comedy is a different demographic too, you know. So yeah. Well, it's and in Texas, I mean. Anyways, I, I'm impressed with it. Okay, so our next comedian here that we're going through, um, Richard Wolfson actually had a, he didn't give me a, uh, a video because he was he came from New Mexico and last week he was on the Pamtastics show and he had a great set. And the, I don't want to, this is a terrible thing to say, the coolest thing about Richard Wolfson is that he's totally crippled. But he is, he's got, he's like, there's a lot of physical things wrong with him, but he makes fun of it himself and he's like, the best cripple comedian I've heard. 
His voice is really hard to hear and you have to pump up the mic. But he was he was really funny. So now I'm kind of like in this weird space where he had a great set, but he didn't send me a video. So I'm going to try not to forget about him. But uh, like in comparison to the other ones we've seen today, um, he's definitely not as polished. So I don't know what I'm going to do with this one. Because also I just... It's part of the trying to have a varied group. He's like over 60, probably. So over 60 guy. Yeah, he has the history and he's like super infirmed. He's physically, handicapped is I feel like a bad word too. He's handicapable, damn it. But um, you know, I, I liked him, but when you're going from 45 to 24, it's like, I gotta cut 21 people and I just, I don't think, I just don't think he's going to. And there's no video come. or any No, I just, well, it's the, uh, I've listened to that set a couple times from last week's Pamtastics. And you guys can always go to our podcast index and look up old shows, which is a lot of fun. I'm going to see what you guys think about this comedian. And uh, she is new to us in San Francisco from Miami Beach. And I mean, I think she's, I think she's really funny, but we also have to keep in mind that the caliber that of what we've looked at today is a lot of comedians that have been doing this for a long time. I don't think she's been doing it as long, but uh, this is Dominique Gellin, and this is from Homefield Comedy. Start fucking clapping for Dominique. I went to see my mechanic and he comes out and he just reeks, you guys, of motor oil and sweat and too much aftershave. And all I could think was, damn it, Javier, why do you smell so delicious right now? <laughs> delicious. That's a problem. Thank you. Uh, just to get a feel for the room, are there any allies we can hear, right? Like straight people who support gay rights? <laughs> I asked that at a show last week and there was like this awkward pause and I practically shat my pants on stage. Uh, You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, there's a pride parade downtown. I should go so I can have fun and be supportive. And then I found out there were gay women on Glee, and I thought I should watch all of season two to have fun and be supportive. And then I found out I could put my mouth there, and I just... (laughs) You guys should have fun and be supportive. It's all I'm saying. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. (laughs) It's real. Don't worry. I'm not trying to recruit you. That's not how this works. I promise you, if gay recruitment was a thing, I would not be up here. And that's just because the number one recruiter of gay women is straight men. Did you pass by any gay recruitment posters on the way over here, sir? 
like, oh, I used to be on my version of Plan B. I was on OkCupid. Okay and people would know that that's a that is a reality, by the way. For those who haven't been on OkCupid, okay it's online dating. It's a great spot where you get to decide who you hate more, your matches or yourself, right? It's just like this, this balancing act. I, uh, I'm no longer on OkCupid okay because they matched me with somebody whose username was Glitter Tits. And I feel like that's an appropriate time to give up on yourself and your hopes and your dreams. You're not Glitter Tits, are you, right? Like, I'm not making this awkward. Awesome. I don't know, she didn't have a picture of her face. Uh, I, I did go on one date, though, and it ended in a handshake. Right? Like, it was just awful. It was like this contractual agreement, like, let's never talk about this again. Thank you so much. Yeah. But she forgot that I had consistent access to a microphone, so guess who won that one? I did. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that. That's weird. What's weird about that is that I don't, um, I don't remember her name, so I can't even, like, give her a proper shout-out. She's like, congrats, you're in my set, Anonymous. The other, yeah. The other day that I went on, uh, this girl told me she didn't vote, which I realize applies for, like, 70% of you. But for the rest of us, for the rest of us, it's a hard time. I was trying to figure it out. Like, maybe she had a good reason. Maybe Rick Scott was shooting laser beams at Hispanic voters that day. Like, I don't know. absolutely nothing, right? Du Bois called it double consciousness. I call that a white person dog whistle. Uh, here's an example. It's real. Here's an example. If I use the words, he was a linebacker at FAM. There are like four black people in the back who know what I actually just said. What I actually said was, he's a big black dude, right? But like, don't be afraid, he went to college, right? Like, we're all, we're all in this safe space. It's totally fine. But I've learned that the dog whistle works both ways. How many of you guys recognize this? Oh, yeah! You did not knew that one! I, I hear some of you. Some of you are, are behind. Let me tell you. This is like the code for all Cuban people. There's a black person coming. They can see you. Shut the fuck up! I'm glad you think so too. I think she's really funny. Yeah. Uh, she's been doing this comedy thing for a really. You'd be surprised how uh, short of a time she's been doing it. And in fact, I'm not going to say how long because I told her, don't tell anybody. I was like, go to the punchline and say you're from Miami. You're great. I don't care. I just don't ever tell the numbers because she's really good. Yeah. I, I did like her. I feel bad because I am on OKCupid okay as well. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> oh, God. I know. Yeah, I used to be on there. Uh, 
I never uh, got a date. I just got on like two days ago. Have, so I'm like total freaking naive, dude. Just have no clue what the fuck I'm Have doing. fun with that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all Grin had to say. <laughs> Be able to sit there and have more subject matter come <laughs> Thursday mornings. <laughs> uh, let's watch one more, listen to one more here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best tink in the biz. Go to your computer and type it in, try Alta.com. Uh, great stuff. I promise you, you will not be disappointed in the beauties and wonderment of tincture. Yeah. It's called tincture, but we like to call it tincture because we're weirdos. Um, I'd like to thank Jason for his first training. You guys are going to start listening to the purge, uh, at eight to 10 AM on Thursdays. Very soon. I also like to thank Latoya, the sheriff of truth as always. (gasps) Lovely, intelligent. Love your comments. Um, thank you so much for helping with this over this past month for everybody else. Don't worry. Next week, we're going back to the regular format, which has nothing to do with comedy submission. <laughs> we're going to talk about, like, the world and whatever's going on. It's this exploding. Scary. It is exploding, and it's very, very scary. Yeah. I have been... And I'm really glad I haven't had to talk about it lately because I just don't even want to... What Trump said about ISIS yesterday is, like... I mean, I just want to, like, purge all over that motherfucker. I just oh, want to yeah. barf. He said that because ISIS doesn't care they don't care about their own lives we have to go after their families he said people that don't care about their terrorists that don't care about their own lives we should go after their families because then they'll care or whatever and it's like you xenophobic dickbag like he's just i don't understand why people are eating this shit up why and i I hate the media giving him this much attention because he is so outlandish like i mean it's just uh, i won't even make jokes about him because i don't want to even give him more stage time but he's saying some really abhorrent things and my parents are still voting for him and it it absolutely scares me that not even jeb they don't even go for jeb not even going well they don't like jeb because they're they see what the bushes have done because they're not that dumb but they believe in Donald Trump, which is like, what? why? He doesn't even have any policies. Not he's has a lot of money. All right. And you know what white Good. people respect? Other white people's money. True. Uh, so this is going to be the last. This is going to be the last video. We're going to say uh, goodbye for now, and we will talk to you guys next week. Stay Bye. tuned for Think Grow Love. See ya. This is Jake Silverman, by the way. Thanks for joining us on MutinyRadio.fm. How are you? Yeah, all right. Um, I work with children, um, which means they talk a lot of shit to me. Um, Jake, why is your hair so curly? Um, Or why are your eyes always so red when you show up to work? (laughs) Or why do you look like the bad guy from Home Alone? billboards around town. Uh, those are the ones with the super cute baby and then they have the message that says, you know, her heartbeat started at 18 days. And whenever I see that, I want to see my side of the issues billboard right next to it. It would be simple, just a picture of me shrugging my shoulders as I dropped a baby. You know, just... <laughs>
tech guy would just read abortion. Sometimes it is the right call. <laughs> like a beer commercial. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, shouldn't be a father, obviously. Let you in on that secret right now. Uh, there's many reasons. One of those uh, is that last week I found out that women use more than one tampon per period. Uh, I always thought it was one in, five days, exit. Uh, you know that could kill you? Like that could kill, kill somebody. But this is a year and a half supply. Like, where is this money coming from? Yeah, so um, I imagine at this point most of you are like, how the fuck did he get so close to children? Um, that's because uh, you don't pay your taxes, and people like me are allowed to just plinko down into these jobs where. The shit kind of settles at the bottom. <laughs> You've literally left the future in my hands. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The job, the job really isn't all that bad. Like it's, you know, I get to hear the kids' dreams, which is kind of cool. You know, like, I want to be in the NBA, or I want to be an astronaut, or I just don't want to be an alcoholic. You know? <laughs> like that. Um, one of the kids came up to me the other day and said, like, I want to be a pirate, which is, you know, adorable and appropriate for an eight-year-old. Uh, not appropriate for my friend Jeff, who's 30. Uh, Jeff has the exact same dream, uh, somehow. And it's like, we have a Make-A-Wish Foundation, but there should also be a, well, there you go, asshole, foundation as well. Just to kind of make like the stupid dreams come true. <laughs> Jeff, you want to be a pirate man? Well, here's a hundred unshowered men in the ocean in syphilis. Now you're a fucking pirate. <laughs> Go get him, <'em>, Captain. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe this is all God's plan or something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think we all have our own image of God, though, like, uh, and I'm not here to tell you yours is wrong. Mine, though, is that he is a sadistic chef with his own cable access cooking show called Cooking with God. Um, I imagine it goes something like, hi, welcome to Cooking with God. I'm your host, God. Uh, today, I'm going to be making some humans, and I'm going to let you in on my little secret. I cut a hole right in the middle of each one of them, so they experience an unbearable void. Now, they fill it with booze and sex and drugs. None of it will work, though. They'll be mercilessly unhappy. Too bad I'm a terrible chef and don't give a shit about this recipe anymore. <laughs> Next week, we'll rain more needless pain and misery. <laughs> Toodles. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I do get kind of sad about things. Uh, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Think about suicide once in a while. Um, but I want to do something good for people if I do it. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm just going to go down to a blood bank and donate all of my blood. <laughs> it's a liquidation sale, folks. Everything's got to go.
insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in. Turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon, on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, 
host of government-sponsored program Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB- KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Show Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.mutinyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential